Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. So this past Saturday was a very happy day for me as it was the 13th anniversary of me escaping sex trafficking. And unfortunately, I spent most of the day in bed sick. I was hoping to record this amazing episode, but I just, oh man, I was not feeling it. I tried, but it just, it wasn't happening, so I figured I'd give it a couple days. I'm starting to feel a little bit better, but it was, it was a really good day, and even now, looking back over the past 13 years, seeing how much I've grown and how far I come, it's unbelievable, and honestly, I am so damn proud of myself that I have made it this far. I never could have imagined 13 years ago that I would have a podcast or a TikTok that is growing by the minute, sharing my story. And it isn't so much that... I want to share all the details of what happened to me just for my benefit, just to get these things out. I want to hopefully get people to open their eyes to what sex trafficking actually is, so hopefully that they can be the person that I never had to tell a victim that what's happening to them is not normal at all. So I try to stay as educated as I can. I'm constantly talking with anti-trafficking organizations, doing research online, speaking with the authorities that, you know, just deal with this and everybody that is working on trying to end sex trafficking. I feel like... The videos that I made showing the different houses hit people on a different level and it made it feel like it was closer to home for a lot of people, which statistically that is accurate. It's a lot closer to you than most people think that it is. They went pretty viral. One of them is well over a million views, and I'm still in shock over that. I've never had a video go that high before, but it was hard, and I spoke about it in the last episode. Getting that personal has always been difficult for me because I try to keep myself safe and keep my family safe, And I have all these plans on what to do in the worst case scenario. So getting that personal was difficult for me. And I had to kind of emotionally detach myself while I was making those videos. But I feel good about it. I feel really good that a lot of people saw them and a lot of people... I think really are starting to understand that human trafficking, not just sex trafficking, but labor trafficking as well, is all around us and is a lot more common than people think. And it's not just a rich person problem. It's not just happening on some island in the Caribbean. And 
I mean, it's happening at home. It's the teachers, the coaches, the parents, the aunts, uncles, cousins, boyfriends, husbands of the world. And I really hope that if anybody learns anything from my videos on TikTok or my podcast here, that that is what they learn. Because statistically, that's where sex trafficking is. And it's hard on my heart sometimes when I see so many different quote-unquote theories and misinformation that is put out there. But I think one of the hardest things was before it was always just someone who heard from someone or read a post on social media or something like that. And that was, it was, it was disheartening, but it wasn't that bad. I was understandable. I didn't even know what sex trafficking was until about seven years after I had escaped it. But in the past couple of weeks, hearing sitting members of Congress call something human trafficking that isn't human trafficking has really broke my heart. And it's mostly because they're supposed to know. They're the ones that are passing the legislation, passing the laws, and pretty much every single problem that I've had with getting justice for myself lied with the legislation branch. So hearing that they don't even know what sex trafficking is or human trafficking, it's it's really hurting and it hits deep. So if anyone doesn't know, there were a couple of governors that had transported some immigrants that had crossed the border and everybody's calling it human trafficking. I'm not saying whether I agree with what they did or not or what I believe if it's right or wrong because I don't think opinions like that are important to the conversation. And I also don't think that politics should ever be brought into discussions when talking about these things. Human trafficking is forced labor and it is kind of the same as sex trafficking except sex trafficking is into the sex industry and labor trafficking is into other ones. A good example is um, farms and things like that, construction, um, all those kinds of jobs and they call it modern day slavery but it is slavery. The person is working and they're not getting an income from it. It's going directly to their traffickers. So to sit here and say that moving people to a different state is human trafficking, it's actually an insult to human trafficking survivors everywhere. And It's not the typical conspiracy theory that you hear on social media. Like I said, these are sitting Congress people 
that should know better. And if it's ignorance, that's scary. If it's just to get people angry enough to try to get votes, that's even scarier. I am not a conservative. I am not a liberal. I'm kind of in between. So I see things from both sides. And it hasn't always been like that, but in recent years, that's how it's been. And it's been very eye-opening because it seems like one half is trying to exploit Epstein and Maxwell's victims to try to bring down the other side, and then the other side is using this human trafficking to bring down the other side. And there's just so much political energy but it's in all the wrong places. And that's what I struggle with, being a survivor of human trafficking, being uh, in the middle, seeing what people are trying to do. And sometimes I feel like that little girl in a crowded room screaming at the top of my lungs again, and nobody is listening. (sighs) Human trafficking is a very horrific crime, whether it is labor trafficking or sex trafficking, it's absolutely horrific. The things that us victims go through, I don't know if any of us are actually willing to talk about all the gory details. I know for me, A lot of people think I tell all, but I hold a lot back because there's a lot of things that I just cannot say out loud. And sometimes it's because it'll make it too real. Other times it's embarrassing. And other times it's just something that I cannot do. I can't admit to it maybe. I, I don't know. But none of what happened to me is my fault and none of the things that I'm talking about is because I feel a certain level of guilt. It's just there are things in life that are worse than death that human trafficking victims experience almost every single day. But it's things that we can't talk about because we just can't bring ourselves to. So having... The conversation being so over-politicized right now makes it even harder. And I've talked about it before, and I'll talk about it again, I'm sure, that we have to create a safe space for victims and survivors because the survivor world right now is just so toxic. And it's because of all the rumors and misinformation and conspiracy theories that are thrown out there because I remember back when the Wayfair incident happened, just sitting there on my couch crying to my husband and I'm just like, everybody's talking about my trauma, but it's not even what I went through. It's such a, and I hate saying it, but it's such a dumbed down version of it And I just don't get it. And that's what inspired me to start sharing my story because I wanted people to see what the reality of sex trafficking is. 
I don't know a whole lot about labor trafficking. That's not something I ever experienced. However, I have spoken to quite a few labor trafficking survivors, and strangely enough, they all happen to be cult survivors. So it's just this huge thing, and there's so much noise. It's a trendy topic. People are planning on marching in Washington to demand names, and it's just a lot. And it's hard for us victims and survivors because I can't even tell you how many times people have told me I need to open my eyes. In fact, I had one woman tell me that if I needed to open my eyes and until I was willing to accept the truth, she would fight the fight for me. And I was just like, what? (laughs) You're going to fight to end sex trafficking until I open my eyes to the truth of what I went through. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. And I get people have good intentions and I get that their hearts are in the right place, but it's got to stop. It really has got to stop. I am friends with a lot of survivors and they all hate it just as much as I do. And it's difficult because we go through a lot of things that we can't talk about that no one will ever know. And it's hard. It's really hard. I'm... uh, kind of dissociating a little bit, so bear with me, but it's just, there's the questions that are inappropriate, that are always asked, and there's people asking for details of things that may or may not have happened to my children, or may or may not have happened to my siblings, or they want details about sales. I actually had somebody ask me if I had access to the blackmail videos and if they could see them. Those blackmail videos were made during sales. I was being raped and tortured in them. So why would anybody want to see those? And I was talking with a really good friend of mine today, and she said... Sometimes she looks at the comments and feels like I'm just an animal in a zoo and people just feel like they can ask anything because I'm just on display because I'm sharing my story, then that means anything goes. And she hit the nail on the head. It was a feeling that I was feeling that honestly, I couldn't even put words to, but she's right. I've... I've always felt that way since I started sharing. It's like if I don't share the gory details, then it's not validated enough that my story is true to some people. And I don't care if people believe me or not. I know what my truth is. And I know that the people closest to me believe me. And that's all that matters to me. But having people ask these crazy questions and then not taking no for an answer or trying to word it in a different way that's just as inappropriate. It's like, my God, how do you deal with that? 
I mean, I cannot even count how many times people have argued with me that I am not past the statute of limitations. Literally, I've blocked so many people on TikTok because they keep on telling me that as if I don't know what the truth is and they know better than me. It's hard and it's a lot and it makes surviving so exhausting. I never, I never dreamed of sharing my story over the 13 years since my escape. I just thought maybe someday I might write a fictional book that kind of told a little bit about my story, but I never dreamed of putting my face out there, putting my voice out there, and actually talking about it. And it's hard. I dissociate a lot. I get very anxious. And sometimes I have just some really crazy nightmares and flashbacks. But it's worth it to me if one person realizes, hey, I saw this girl's TikTok. She talked about this, this, and this. I see this, this, and this happening at this little girl's house. And then they call and save that little girl. It makes all of it worth it. But it still gets difficult. And it still gets to sometimes where I kind of have to retract and take a step back. Probably why I haven't recorded in over 10 days. Um, because I got to take some me time. And... I have to do self-care and make sure that I'm in the right headspace, which isn't always easy. I know that I know I seem like I'm pretty much past everything, and I do believe that I am living a very healthy life, but that doesn't mean that I don't have bad days. And speaking publicly, those bad days come a lot more frequently, so... As for all the craziness that is happening right now on social media from both sides, we have to stop. We have to stop trying to use human trafficking as a way to bring down the other party. And we have to stop with the misinformation and the conspiracy theories and whatever it is for clout because it's not a sexy topic. It's not trendy, even though it is, but it shouldn't be. This is a real crime that happens to way too many people every single day. And when you're trafficked, it's over and over and over again, multiple times a day, multiple days a week, multiple weeks a month, multiple months a year for as long as you live or until you escape. And even when you escape, you never really feel fully free. I don't think that will ever come even if my parents were to pass away. I think it's something that's always going to be there in the background, just making maybe even the smallest of noises, but it'll always be there. (sighs) And that doesn't mean I've given up. It doesn't mean I'm not healed. It doesn't mean I'm still a victim or holding on to the past. The past is holding on to me, but 
we need to end this horrific crime. And I really, really hope that there is a time in the future where parents won't have to talk about this with their children because it will be something that is so rare that you don't have to sit down and teach internet safety or things like that. I mean, I don't remember a time in my life that anyone taught me how to act if there was a home invasion. And I'm going to knock on wood on that because I'm crazy superstitious, but those things are rare occurrences. But sex trafficking and human trafficking is not that rare. And we have to always have our guard up and out in public. We always have to be aware of our surroundings. And maybe someday it doesn't have to be like that, but it starts with the legislation branch. And it's not just the ones down in Washington, it's our local legislators. We have to pass laws that make sense, that will protect victims. Because coming forward for me, when I press charges against James, nothing happened because there wasn't enough evidence. But something did happen. He was told that I had made allegations. So I actually put myself into worse danger than had I just kept my mouth shut and never come forward. I was hopeful that I would get the justice that I deserved, but it just didn't work out that way, which is a lot of the cases. So everyone goes on about the statute of limitations, and in certain cases there is none, but the longer you're away, the harder it is to press charges. And sex traffickers know what they're doing. They hold on to your phone, they hold on to your money, they hold on to your ID, they hold on to everything. Anything that you could use as proof, they hold on to it. So it's very hard to prosecute these cases. And it's very hard to get justice for these kinds of cases. And it would be nice if we could change that. But I can't do it myself, and other survivors can't do it themselves. We have to all come together and do it together. We have to be on the lookout for things that look weird in our neighborhood or our apartment complex or extracurricular activities that our children are involved in or teachers at the school because that's where sex trafficking is, not on an island in the Caribbean. It's in those places. So as long as we keep the conversation to where it is, people will spot it and people will be able to report it. And if I save one person and then someone hears my story or sees my video and they tell five of their friends and they all save just one person and then those five people tell five of their friends and it just keeps expanding and expanding, then we can actually make a difference. But we can't do that if we're constantly bickering and bringing politics into it and calling things that aren't trafficking, trafficking. We need 
factual awareness. That is the key here. It's the starting point because without that factual awareness, we can't find it out in public where it's happening every day, hidden in plain sight. We have to shine a spotlight on it and releasing names from some list. It's not going to shine a bright enough spotlight on sex trafficking. Statistically, familial sex trafficking is the most common, which means it is a child's own family member or a man's wife or a woman's husband or a woman's wife or a man's husband. I mean, I could go on and on. So going on about missing children, well, yes, it is very important to pay attention to that. But think for a second, the first time that I was reported missing was when I escaped. That was 26 years worth of sex trafficking and not once was I reported as a missing person. And that's the case in a lot of cases. So yes, definitely we need to find these missing kids. I've been getting a lot of comments and anybody that's left them, I'm still looking into it and trying to do research. I don't like to just put an opinion out there. I like to actually go through and get as much information as I can. But I mean, yes, I, I mean, that is so important. But it is just as important to look out in public, because it might not be someone that has been reported missing. In my case, it was my parents, why would they ever report me missing? And for anybody that came here from TikTok that said that they could be charged with kidnapping, they were my parents, they can't be charged with kidnapping. Uh, yeah, I've been getting some really weird stuff. But anyways, um, I want to thank everybody for all the continued love and support. I don't think I would have made it this far without it. And I definitely would not be able to continue to make podcast episodes without it. Yeah, sometimes on TikTok I get some nasty comments, but I'm at the point where I just delete and block. I don't even bother anymore. <laughs> Anyone that has been with me since my first account knows I used to respond, but I just don't give it energy anymore. It's been a long road, and I'm tired <laughs> and exhausted, and yeah, I just don't have time for that energy, and I have to put my energy at other places, so... I'm writing legislators, I'm writing governors, and trying to get them to understand why all the states need to work together and figuring out exactly what their plans are about sex trafficking laws and human trafficking laws and different things like that. So that's what we all can do. It's not going to end overnight. It probably will not end in this generation or the next or the next. It, but we've got to get that ball rolling. We have to start. So if anybody takes anything from this episode, please get educated on what human trafficking is. I understand 
that there are things in the definition that might be a little bit confusing and you could kind of twist, well, not twist, but some things kind of sound like it, but with labor trafficking, it is literally slavery. Somebody working for no pay and the human trafficker is the one that's getting the money from that. Sex trafficking, same exact thing, except it's just the sex industry. So forced prostitution, forced pornography, forced stripping, and things like that. Um, Obviously, that is simplifying it as much as I possibly can, but we got to get educated. We've got to learn, and we have to report something when we see something, and hopefully we can get the ball rolling and get it started so our kids can continue the fight, and then their kids can continue the fight, and then eventually it's just something that hopefully disappears for good. Not that I ever think it will disappear for good, but I think we can make a huge difference. It's just a matter of where to start. Now, I know that the election is coming up in about six weeks-ish, maybe a little bit less. So if anyone's local legislators are up for re-election, it might be best to wait until after the election so you know who actually is in office same thing for governors that's at least what I'm doing um I've been working with candidates and stuff like that but once once everything settles from the election and all the new people get settled in that's really going to be the time to start all the letters that you can and just demand that laws change and ask them when they're making these laws if they plan on talking to victims and survivors that are willing to talk to them because we know the minds of sex traffickers better than anybody out there because we've lived with them for so long we were under their control so we can tell if they're going to be able to exploit a certain law in their favor so I hope everyone has an amazing week and I want to again thank you for all the continued love and support really means a lot to me and I'm gonna leave it there for tonight because I'm still feeling kind of under the weather and my voice and throat are starting to get like really scratchy but I hope y'all have a great week and I will talk with y'all soon have a good one